friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, uh, people uh, out there, and you know whether you're you're in you you you're in in, in space or you have space or. You say you, you like uh, you have a space in between your first uh, and second or third names, uh, whatever it is, patrons. Uh, you keep my space uh, extra cozy because it's time for sleep with me podcast. It puts you to sleep. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, well welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do, or all you could do, if you wish, is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. You don't even have to get in bed. You know, you could get comfortable and wherever wherever you are, get comfortable. Or You know what? I've been, you know, I know people listen to podcasts and they're in, you know, smaller seats. Uh, they call them coach seats. Uh uh, but, uh, you know, I've been in those ones. So you can say, okay, well, whatever, wherever you are, I forgot where I was. Get in bed, turn it. You know, even if you're not comfortable and the lights are turned, turn, last night I had somebody had a different situation going. So I had a light in the hall that was out of my control. So whatever it is, I'd like, uh, get in bed, turn it, lights, press I'm going to do the rest. Uh, all you need to do, oh no, then I said that, get him to turn on the lights and press play, or not, none of those. Uh, what did I say after that? This is how, this podcast is, uh, it's not a finely oiled machine. It's like a finely, here's the thing with finely oiled machines. You stop oiling them. What do you got? You got nut, you got, you got a machine soon not to be finely oiled. And that's what just happened there. Get in bed, turn out the lights, press. I'm gonna do so what I propose. What I'm gonna do is uh, send. Is that what I say next? Uh, no. I'm gonna do is try to create a safe place. Uh, well, I've never talked about finely oiled machines before, or thought about the fact that uh, it's a very tentative situation. Poor finely oiled machines. I mean, it's great that you're finely oiled. What about a finely oiled machine? You know, how about some love for that? Is it finally? I'm oiled. Uh, like the the tin person was a bit like that. I don't know if they were a machine or just a sentient uh, collection of uh, tin. But if they were a machine, you know, some some people say it was an autonomous, whatever, whatever that word is, autonomous, autonomous. I don't know. I can't say it. But uh, you'd say, finally, I'm an oiled machine. But it, it, here's here's the tangent I'm still stuck in. If you stop oil in a finely oiled machine, don't do it, please. If your machines are finely oiled, keep up the good work. Or I'm sure engineers out there are saying, Scooter, don't you understand? That's a grade of oil, finely. It's not like it's a, it's a machine oiled with a oil that's fine, like a fine oil. Oh, boy, fine oil. Sign me up. Where do I overpay for that? This machine is oiled with the finest oils from around the world. It's a finely oiled machine. What does it do? Looks good. What is this, a sharper image catalog? Did I call? Did I accidentally call into a catalog in the middle of an intro for a Star Trek TNG episode? Oh, I didn't even get the podcast started. What I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. Sorry, new listeners, old regular listeners, long-term listeners. That was a real treat. Went off topic twice. Well, first of all, if I got mixed up, uh, I don't even remember what initially mixed me up. And then I got, oh, trying to rhyme something, right? Was that what happened? Then that whole finely oiled machine came, <laughs> came loose. Uh, Came unglued. My finely oiled machine came unglued. It turned out the, uh, whatever. Oh, uh, so I'm going to try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever scheme. It could be thoughts at this point. It could be feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you. Uh, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, routine, whatever's keeping you awake. I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I propose to do is, uh, or what I'm going to try to do is uh, send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. 
pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm going to go, like, as you've already seen, I'm going to go off topic and get mixed up and, you know, misuse words. Then say, wait a second. Uh, Then indulge, you know, indulge things that pop in my brain. I mean, really, this is the first time I've ever had, I mean, at least that I can remember, which is usually the third or fourth time that, uh, uh, would I ever thought about the pressure of finely oiled machines under, or just the underlying feeling? You say, well, I mean, especially if I owned it, they'd say, well, what am I going to do when Scoot stops oiling me so finely? I mean, here's the flip side of it. It could be a really relaxing thing. You say, well, no, I'm not fully retired. I just finely oil machine. I, what do I, well, I got a route, drive around. My job's fine. I oil machines. Uh, oh, boy, do I finally oil them. And then when I get there, they say, finally, I'm finally oiled. Uh, where do you get your oil? Filings, filings, formerly known as filings basement. Uh, now it's uh, finally fine oils. Uh, filings fine oil. Finally, finally, you're a fine filings fine oils. Uh, oh, sorry, I was doing a sleep podcast. Oh boy. So, oh, here's the thing. If you're new, I'll tell you all the information you need to know uh, right now. So this podcast is very different. You've already gotten kind of a couple earfuls of that. Uh, would you use a thimbleful? That was, this would be a good situation to have thimbles because you'd say, yeah, oh, just a thimbleful of oil. It's so fine, you know. It has, you know, it's micro oil. What does that even mean? Well, it's in a thimble, so it's a micro, it's micro, you know, we're micro dosing these machines. Oh, wait, are you oiling micro machines? No, no, no. Well, I could, but uh, so if you're new, this podcast is very different. Obviously, you may be skeptical, you may be doubtful, you may be like, what is going on here? Even I am wondering that right now. At the same time, I'm one of the few podcasters that could talk about this stuff uh, in a pointless way for hours on end. I mean, I, I could go back and redo the same. Like, I still find it. I, I mean, I really think that's what the machine would say. Finally, where you been? I'm finally oiled. Uh, and they say, are you finally oiled or finally oiled? Finally, I'm finally oiled. At Filene's, uh, that's where I see. You could get a shirt with uh, with the annual subscription to finally Filene's. You get a shirt. It's a shirt shirt for machines, which is really just a, a like a kerchief uh, that I wrote on. Okay, so this podcast is just not for everybody taste-wise, but a couple things to know. I mean, uh this is a podcast you don't really listen to. I mean, clearly you could see my qualifications. So it's a podcast you just kind of humor me. You don't even need to humor me. You just go, oh boy, really, Scoots? You could even do it that way. You're kidding me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like you just, just like a friend or a child, I guess, and this is what I, you know, you'd say, okay, you just, you're just kind of listening to me. You're barely paying attention. So this is a podcast you don't really pay attention to. It really doesn't put you to sleep either. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm here to be your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar sib, your boar bra, your boar bestie. And keep you company while you fall asleep to take your mind off of stuff. And if you can't sleep, if you can't sleep at all, I'll be here. That's why the shows are about an hour. So you have plenty of time to drift off. You don't have to worry. Uh, but also, if you can't sleep, you say, well, Scoots is going to be here. Yeah. And you could queue up episode after episode after episode if you need it, if you need me during the day. I'm here. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. The reason I make this show, well, one, I've been there, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting. I mean, clearly, you say, well, if this if this is what's going through your brain when you're working, you see, yeah, I, dare, I dared to dream a little dream that I had a retirement where I finally oiled machines. Uh, so, um, well, this, oh, yeah, you're, I've been there. That's one of the reasons. I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. But the other reason is you're important and your sleep is important. And if I could distract you and keep you company while you drift off, it would literally, it would really be my honor. Uh because it'll make your life, if I, if I can make your life a tiny bit better, 
This, this really means a lot to me because I know how it feels on the other side. And if your life's better, our world is a better place. And not everybody believes that, but I, I, I do. So that's why I make the show. So uh, that's that. Uh, oh, structure can also throw new listeners off or regular listeners. The structure's been the same for quite a few number of years. And more or less uh, since episode maybe 150, generally we got the structure down. It starts with a greeting so you feel welcome and seen. Then there's uh, listener support. Then there's support for the show so the show can be free. Uh, then there's the intro. The intro is around 10 to 20 minutes long where you just saw it. I try, I go ahead, I try to talk about the podcast and then I get distracted. It's a show within a show. Some people think it's the beginning of the show, but it's also like our show really is, uh, like be, I mean, I, I would hope in some sense it's beyond the time space continuum because, uh, even though it's the beginning of the show, it could be any part of the show. Because it's really just here to keep you company while you get comfortable. But the reason there's a like a long intro is so that you can get eased into bedtime or you could get ready for bed. So the intro kind of creates a nice bit of time that you could set aside to use however you wish. You could skip it. Two, two to three percent of people do that. You could be you could be zooming off or drifting off, right? There's a percentage of people that do that. But for most people. The intro eases you into bedtime or is something you listen to while you're doing something else, relaxing or getting ready for bed or getting comfortable. So the new people kind of know, oh, this podcast is different and I probably, you might not like it the first few times you listen to it. And the regular listeners go, oh, there goes Scoots, went off topic again, tried to start its podcast for the thousandth time, got distracted. So that's the intro. Then there's business. Again, that's how, that's how we keep the podcast going and free. And then there's our bedtime story. Tonight will be a discussion of an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Don't worry if you've never seen it or you don't. You say it'll be very chill and indirect and relaxing. So we'll discuss that. And then there's thank you. So, so that's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. The only other piece of advice that comes up a lot is give the show a few tries because it just takes a couple of tries to realize, oh, wait a second, it is just like you said. You don't really listen to it and you don't really fall asleep. You just wake up the next day. So give it a few tries. Now, if you if you already know, you say, I just don't, like, uh, you know, if you, this podcast just isn't for you, you already know, you have a taste in your mouth, like, yeah, this isn't for me. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has a list of other sleep podcasts because whether it works for you or not, or whether you like me or the style of the show or not, your sleep is still important. So there's other sleep podcasts out there for you. But for now, give it a few tries and see how it goes. I mean, if you're like me and you tried, you know, you've had trouble your whole life, uh, hopefully it can help you out. I'm really glad you're here. I really, uh, hope and strive and, uh, I really want to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you twice a week for free. All right, everybody, Scoots here. And we're talking about uh, season six, episode 26, the season finale, Descent, uh, or Descent, part one. And we'll run through a little bit of my notes and we'll run through the episode. It starts off with a poker game on the... Uh, it looks like it's in Data's room, actually, or Riker's room. I don't know which whose room it is, but I just noticed that. I didn't write that down. But it's uh, Newton, Data. So if, if you were Data, Newton would be on your right, Einstein would be on your left, and uh, Stephen Hawking would be across the table from you playing poker. Uh, Stephen Hawking is owning the room. He's uh, the funny one. Uh, data does droid splain newton apocryphal they said are they playing five card draw looks like it simple arithmetic newton so irascible or irra irra something irritable maybe illuminating how's data oh i also had a question how's data's visor stay on his head Four of a kind for Hawking. He's very happy. 
great smile. Then there's an alert comes in and program. Uh, the enterprise crosses our screen from left to right. We're on the bridge with Picard and Riker. There's a ship double question mark. Uh, Worf data, you're with me. Uh, we get great sound effects in sky. In sky? Will out past. I don't know what that is. Into into outpost? Oh, outpost. Okay. Yeah, they're going to, I thought their ship, uh, but they're going to an outpost. So, yeah, we do get great special effects and sound effects because we get this uh, shot of the outpost uh, and the clouds are moving. And it's, you know, like a painted scene, though, with motion. Really good job. Then we're in the outpost. We're Ferengi here. 274 assigned to outposts. It's a, uh, what is that, Starfleet outpost, I think. Relay message from door opens. Uh, or replay message, Borg, open. Then there's a little nerf battle. And a big ship versus the Enterprise. Green versus orange. Those are the different, so they have like nerf teams. Green, green nerfs versus orange nerfs. And no one said, who are you calling a nerf herder? Because they said, Scoots, I don't think it's a nerf herder. I think you misheard it. And I said, are you sure? Because uh, that would make sense. You say, where do you get nerf? Nerf is made from foam. No, it's made from nerf fur. That was a nerf herder. Nerf fur herder. Nerf, nerf. That could be like, what do you call a, uh, what do you call a fluffernutter on, on, uh, Tatooine, Nerf Herder. And you see, that doesn't make any sense at all, other than they sound. And I say, oh, yeah, give me a Nerf Herder. What are you making for lunch? Uh, Ray, my dear, what would you like for dinner? Nerf Herder or uh, something else? Okay, anyway, uh, sneak up, uh, takeouts with Nerf. Uh, Data does some ninja moves, uh, super powers, uh, Riker watch is under table. Uh, then they all take off, they go to intercept, they vanish, uh, Jordy has to study some stuff. Uh, Data's fists clenched, he's spaced out, or they're spaced out. Uh, Data, you are right, uh, I got angry, like the... Like the something, like the something. Okay, let's run it from there, and we'll see what else we see here. Okay, we got poker going. Uh, Hawking's like a cracking jokes, so that I don't well beyond my understanding. And Newton's, or a funny story, I guess. Uh, Isaac Newton's only got one. Isaac Newton's kind of like me, but smarter. He's like. Uh, Data's droid explaining to him the joke, uh, don't patronize me. I invented physics when the apple fell on my head. Maybe it's, pro- I don't know if his programming's too accurate or not accurate enough. Uh, apocryphal story it is, how dare you. Okay, let's get back to the game. Einstein says, Data gives Einstein the side eyes. Uh, Hawking had raised, uh, it's 10 to Einstein. He can't add uh, 3 and 7, I guess. Uh, so does he call? Let's see. I don't you know. He says, what's the point of this ridiculous game? That's Newton. Oh, and Data says, it gives me insight into people's humanity playing games. Uh, curious to see how we play. History's great minds would interact in this setting. Most illuminating and profitable for Einstein, he says. Uh, I say, okay, let's get it going. So I guess he called, Hawking raises 50, Newton folds, Data folds, and Einstein has to call. He thought it was an uncertainty principle, but, uh, and he calls. But, I mean, he's right to call because, like, I don't know what Einstein even has, but the odds of a four of a kind and five card draw are really low. So he says, oh, bummer. Uh, oh, wait, I can kind of see. Let me just go back there. If I can kind of see. 
Einstein's cards. Uh, you know, then they call him in. Okay, it looks like he has three of a kind or maybe even a full house. Like maybe he has, what are those? So three, six, nine, two nines, and then maybe not. I don't know. Impossible for me to tell. Data's got to go to work. He ends the program. His visor's still on. His visor is not an illusion. It's real. It's on his head, but not on his ears. And then we see the Enterprise. It actually went from back left to, to, to front right. And uh, they got some outposts. Uh, Oniaka. And let's call everybody. Well, that we're in the system. Bring us out of wharf. Uh, here's another ship orbiting the planet. Configuration doesn't match our records. Okay, stand by. Hail them. No response. Put it on screen. Uh, does not appear. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, maybe they got here before us. Uh, maybe the ship's been... Uh, Maybe ships, there's like electronic, electromagnetic interference. Um, data's typing away. Riker heads off. He does like, a, he moves his body when he makes turns. I don't know if that's because of his back aches or just like a character, you know, character thing. And we get a nice shot of the outposts from outside. Uh, then we're inside. We see a lot of snoozing. Uh, forced plasma, forced plasma nerfing. Could have been nerfing like a Ferengi were here before. Doesn't look like they are following nerf protocols for, for nerfing. And, uh, yeah. I see. okay, well, let's start looking around, Riker says. And they start patrolling. People are snoozing. And then data goes to open a door. It's jammed. The mechanism's jammed. And, okay. And then uh, eventually he does some, like, a hacking. He gets it open, bypass primary system, and then there's a Borg there. The Borg is static. So first you say, bum, bum, bum. Oh, whoops, I pressed the wrong button. So I just went to the next episode. Uh, don't worry, though. Get it back here. So door opens. I was trying to skip the intro. That'll that'll teach me. But then the whole nerfing erupts. Uh, green nerf, a dated orange nerf scores a point. Then three more board come. Riker's under a table. Worf is running like things with another uh, Starfleet officer. Uh, Jordy and Picard are uh, dealing with stuff, evasive uh, maneuvers and shields at 80, auxiliary power, Riker's pinned down, uh, data goes to like, they do a little nerf sorting as with uh, nerf, like, nerf sabers, Riker scores a point, they say, you, that was Taurus, man, my bestie. Runs off. Uh, then uh, someone's scanning. They say Klingon, human, biological, biological. Uh, then the Borg score point. Worf scores one right back. Uh, then Data does more nerf lightsabering, but he starts grabbing, uses his super strength and speed to tie all their nerf sabers into knots. And he says, stop nerfing, stop. Uh, he's irritated. He even has a f look on his face. Uh, and this is kind of the underpinnings of these episodes. He's glaring. Then he gets scanned, artificial life form, lieutenant commander, name, data. But that must have been looked at. And Riker sees all this. He says, well, that's interesting. And then they transport away. And then the ship takes off. Uh, the Enterprise tries to go after it, but uh, after subspace analysis, uh, it disappears. And that's when Jordy's like, all right, I'm going to have to go back and do some uh, 
do some studying of this. Uh, something strange happened. You see, Jordy, you're just you're like you're always the best Jordy you could be. And I'll have to do something. Picard says, "Well, let's go back to Oniak. Uh We go back there. We see the sky again. Then we see Data clenching his fist as Riker climbs out. Goes, Data, you okay? Data's like, I don't know. You think I got uh, angry? Well, and that's where I, my note said, like the Hulk. Uh, then let's see. I'll stay with the screen for now. Captain's log four six nine eighty two point one. Because of his unusual behavior, Data's relieved. Been temporarily relieved of duty by his request. Uh, this means he can't help us investigate this change in Borg behavior. So we have a meeting. They're fast, almost like Klingons. Uh, they're nerfing like Klingons. Uh, no offense, none taken to Worf. Uh, I don't think they were part of the collective. Riker says they were acting as individuals. They had names, uh, used I. They showed concern. Taurus uh, says, I thought he was the only named Borg, and we gave it the name. Dr. Crusher says, huh, maybe this is us. Uh, they say, any interest in assimil- assimilation? No, not interested in assimilation. Not even interested. It was strange. No, not, they didn't seem like they wanted to assimilate anybody or anything. And then they say, well, if they're not interested in assimilation, what in the, we're making an assembly out of you and me. And they said, what, like, what are you talking about, Scoots? Uh, they say, oh, Picard says, okay, well, get ready in case uh, something strange happens. Uh, let's in- analyze some of our readings and see, did they construct this ship or uh, was it an alien ship? Uh, how did they do the subspace stuff? I got to get a hold of Starfleet Command. Then Jordy's running Data's brain, positronic net, check it. Looks good. Everything looks fine. Uh, Data says, yeah, everything on my end's fine, too. Nothing to indicate anything strange. Uh, behavioral anomalies. I agree. This is a great interchange if you want to ever watch it. It's at like around 11 minutes. Data says, I think I had my first emotion. And Jordy says, well, how would you know? Like a power surge versus anger. And Data says, yeah, I have no frame of reference to confirm my hypothesis. Uh, I can't even describe it. What can you describe what it feels like? And then I could use that as a frame of reference. And Jordy goes, okay, well, kind of feels like uh, uh, first I feel... Uh, this is like sleep with me. First, I feel like uh, like hostile and belligerent. I think he says, "Could he says, can you describe feeling hostile? Yeah, like feeling belligerent." Uh, and Data says, "Can you re- describe feelings without referring to other feelings?" And Jordy says, "Oh boy, he even smiles. He says that's deep, man. Nope, I can't do it. I just feel it." Uh, and he uses his hands in a way, and Data replicates how he uses his hands and says, yeah, I simply, three-hand motion, felt it. And then uh, Jordy says, well, if it was a real emotion, how is that possible? Data goes, I don't know. Maybe I have evolution? And it's in my grasp. Uh, maybe I'll get some more emotions. And Jordy goes, I hope you're right, because I don't want you to have, a, you like, one emotion or feeling. And that gets Data's attention. Then we got a captain's log, uh, 46984.6 or something. Nothing happened. We got an admiral here to take command in the sector, just to be ready. And then the admiral, she's like, uh, we got 15 starships on the way here. Igorkin's mine. You'll be in task force three. And uh, she says, by the way, you know, I know what happened with this hue. Uh, the report you submitted, you know, she says, WTF, man. 
Like you had a Borg, you could have, you know, programmed it for, with sleep mode for all Borg and put all Borg to sleep. And you brought it on board, analyzed it, you had a solution, and you sent it back and you didn't do it. Uh, and she, she says, uh, you nursed it back to health. What do you, she, she says this like a radio host. Oh, you're so kind. And, uh, Picard says, listen, uh, you have became sentient. Uh, it was not an automaton. It was a person. And I felt I had no choice. Uh, those are the rules. Respect his rights as an individual. She goes, you had a choice. Uh, this was an opportunity. And she goes, a Borg, you know, they're just trying to paint, uh, paint in broad strokes. And Picard says, yeah, I'm aware of it. Uh, but I have an oath and a conscience. I'm bound by those to uphold certain principles. And he goes, well, I'm not going to. And she goes, your priority is the Federation's citizens, not your own conscience. Now, you, I want to make it clear. You got an order. Uh, Borg are not our friends. You understand? Picard goes, understood. Uh, it definitely glares. He even stands up to say it. Uh, uh, she goes, chain of command. He goes, okay, command of cha- chain of command taken. But they hold on him. And we have Troy and uh, uh, Data meeting talking about trying to, this is a really good scene too. He uh, said, I tried to be listen to operas to be uplifting. We tried to watch some humor, tried to uh, get my back sweating. Uh, four times, uh, did that work? Nope, back did not sweat. Troy's laughing. I'm curious, why are you not leaning into the emotion you already experienced? Also, if this is her office, it's really nice. It has some nice, like, pink windows, uh, and then they go into this thing that all humans deal with. Oh, is this getting your, you know, you know, getting your temperature rising? Is that a good thing or a bad thing or a gray thing? Uh, she's trying to like, she's trying to be like every therapist and say, "Hey, let's get away from all or nothing thinking." Uh, and Data goes, "Well, isn't it not good?" Uh, and she goes, well, is it, is it uh, what you do with the feelings or strong emotions uh, or the actions related to them? And she goes, You're explore- you got to explore your feelings. You don't have to lead to action based on the feelings. And he goes, but what if it does? What if those are the only emotions I'm capable of experiencing? Does that mean I'm a bad person? And she goes, oh, boy. She gets up, sits down next to Data. And she goes, we've worked together a long time. You're not a bad person, so I know you pretty well. She goes, that's a trope, uh, you know, to, to control behavior. She doesn't say that, but uh, he goes, okay, well, I wish I was as confident as you, counselor. And he goes, yeah, when I was getting that bored, I got really irritable. Uh, when I think back on it... Because there was another sensation there, like a cathartic pleasure. Uh, he goes, is that an emotion? I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but she goes, wait a second, cathartic pleasure. And he goes, yeah, uh, something like that. Uh, and uh, But uh, the whole scene is very well acted and, and performed. Uh, she goes, if you had to give it a name, what would you call it? Uh, and he says, pleasure. Uh, I believe it was. And it's a real slow delivery. Then there's a, a like, long on uh, Troy's reaction, and that goes to a commercial. Uh, let me run through my notes here. Oh, unusual. Oh, Captain's log, unusual. New change in Borg. Meeting Klingon, not Borg. Uh, the only, the only Borg with a name was Hugh, not interested in assimilation, double exclamation point. Contact Starfleet Command. Jordy checks out that positronic net. My first emotion. 
You are confident or conflicted. Jordy feels hostile, like belligerent, without referring to other feelings. I just feel uh, both use hands. Triple exclamation point 1240. I do not know. He's got datas to give a look on. I don't want you to think that you're all your feelings. Oh, others stiffened up. Uh, Starfleet uh, task four three. Very dramatic. Admiral. Bored, bound by my oath and conscience. Uh, you're under orders. Proud to stand, yes. Uh, doubt on face. Uh, Data and Troy. Pink windows or shades? Yeah, shades. Four attempts. Double exclamation point. Troy amused. Uh, anger. Negative. Uh, malice. Data has anxiety. Oh, yeah. It's like Data has anxiety about it. He's experiencing another feeling. Yeah, like anxiety and rumination. Yeah, she sits next to him, deeper look, uh, other emotion. I felt something, pleasure, Troy look. Then there's an ad break, Riker action, new believe, 13 minutes canceled, third time today. Tell them to read the manual, 16 hours of patrol, Riker studies Hugh. Riker has, and anything could be anything. Picard is hot. I want answers, double exclamation point. I've let him go. Risky, dragnet, but moral, but not right. Uh, Riker look, hue screen. Jordy code snoop. Uh, oh, Jordy code snoop on data and Borg. Uh, were I interrupting, huh? Can I call you first? Too strong on Borg. Will you help me duplicate the conditions? Oh, Jordy's so concerned he uses like his high voice, like when I answer the phone or I call someone. Like, uh, can I make a dentist appointment? Uh, that's my high voice. Uh, or, Hi, can I speak to the manager? Uh, my life, I'm your friend. Another alert, M5-1 located the ship, uh, subspace distortion, not going to get away, vanish every matrix, pulled in wall, wormhole purple, normal space, celestial fix, bring ship ahead, shields at 16%, Borg on board, wharf effect, uh, Foundling Big Farm, Franklin Big Farm, ship is gone, left them, this one is here. Dr. Crusher, full recovery, wake him, do it all right. Uh, Picard talks to Croesus, Croesus, C-R-O-W-S-U-S, not how you spell it. Not how you spell it, by the one. Touches the energy wall. Does he have a name? Hugh. Close out the other one. Check out this one, Data. All alone. I do not wish to be. He uses some kind of arm button to do something to Data. Total hypnotization and weird voice. Data, do you have a friend, Jordy? Yes, I would. Jordy, Picard, Riker, and Picard, a fast-moving river. Told about Grapplies, uh, shuttle out, WTF, uh, great look at Worf's hair. Grant Picard to Riker, look, and Commander Data, zoinks. They lean in, WTF, uh, whoosh, add. So, yeah, let's go through some of that coverage there. Uh, let's see, so we're ending on uh, Troy's face uh, and uh, Riker 
he goes there, he says, hey, everybody comes to the thing, do the colony, false, these are like these false alarms, uh, ETA, 15 minutes, uh, get ready, uh, New Berlin canceled the call, and that's when they said, it was a, it was a trading ship, uh, everybody's worried, third time today. Tell him to read the manual because it's already irritable, but he gets uh, hotter. You know, he got really criticized by the admiral falsely, but uh, no reports of Borg. Tensions high. Exterior shot of, uh, and I said, do I have a name? Watching the Hugh video. Picard's watching it. Uh, I'm Beverly. He's Jordy. You're Hugh. So seven hours, nineteen minutes, and one second. Start at four eight five five point four. Riker comes in. Check out this report on this uh, Game Boy, artificially created energy conduit. Could be anything. It doesn't even mean anything. That's when Picard says, "I want answers." And Riker says, "Oh boy!" He lifts his chin. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, I just, uh, he was here. He was here. What did, what did I do? Is uh, Picard's fish goes swimming by in the background, too. And your record says it was risky, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was a choice you made, the right choice, a moral choice. And Picard, Picard says, yeah, well, the moral choice might not be the right choice, so it will. And they both get good looks. Uh, they look at Hugh, paused. Then uh, Jordy's going, I don't know what he's doing, going to spy on Data. He he, he lets himself right into a pop, private holodeck moment. See, that's a terrible, I mean, I, I would say it's a terrible idea. And that's when we see Data tying up a Nerf, uh, Nerf lightsabers or whatever. But he can't get the right mix of a Nerf. Uh, Without a passcode, and but Jordy's like, dude, what are you doing? And Data goes, well, uh, tying up Nerf things. He goes, well, why would you do that? Uh, I got to get, we got to get to work. Uh, and Data goes, okay, I can get back to work. But he goes, what is going on in here? Because there's millions and millions of knotted Nerf, like kind of like pool noodles. And he's like, this is like strange behavior even for you, Data. And Data goes, well, can we finish this up? Uh, and he goes, okay, I need a, a stronger pool noodle. Index 2.1, 20% stronger. And Jordy goes to sit down. Still not strong enough. Uh, so he goes, even stronger. And the computer goes, can't do it without an override code. And Data goes, you know, there's something about those Borg pool noodles. Uh, they had a tensile strength we can't simulate here without, you know, without using two codes. Uh, and Jordy goes, well, that's the computer won't let you because you could uh, strain your fingers. And we need your, you know, we need your fingers on board, Data. Plus, I'm your friend. You might want to use them for other things. Like writing, playing the piano, petting your cat. Uh, so yeah, can't approve that. No. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's duplicate the conditions though of the original incident as closely as possible. Jordy goes, "Data, we're talking about an experiment here." Uh, so. And he goes, this is my whole, I'm going to wait my whole life to feel emotion. If I get a not a pool noodles to feel emotion, I'm going to do it. Uh, Jordy goes, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, you're quite, you know, you're quantifying pool noodles and feelings. Uh, and he goes, you know, this is almost like a, he goes, this data goes, this is the only stimuli I found that make me feel the way I feel. And Jordy goes, well, I'm your friend. I can't just let you sit around here nodding pool noodles. Uh, then they get called in. They say, something's going on. You know, get back to base. We see the Enterprise go from left to right. Uh, MS Colony, we got to go help it. Isn't it strange, though? There's been a bunch of these uh, when we're close, and then they disappear. Uh, they said Borg ship's heading away. Let's follow that ship. Uh, lock on it. Uh, let's all sit down. 
or at least Riker and I. And we see the Borg ship. They try to follow it. Uh, full impulse lock on that thing. We're closing. 30 seconds. Then there's a subspace distortion. And uh, let's not let him get away. Card to engineering. Get, get all the power. Impulse. Uh, acknowledge. 125%. All right, 10 seconds, Worf needs, but then it vanishes. Uh, and uh, some sort of energy ma- matrix, uh, engines back, uh, they get pulled in. So they go through this energy matrix, and it's digitized, and I guess they go to a commercial. Then we see them going through a purple cloud. And there's a bit more stuff, you know, vibration and stuff. Uh, it slows down, and then, and then they come out of it in normal space. And have a celestial fix data tries with secondary systems. Borg ships and head uh, turn around, put it on screen. Uh, their shields are only at 16%. It's coming straight at them. And they send the screen thing there, and then the Borg are on board. And the nerf, do a nerf out, uh, each Borg scores once, Worf uh, scores twice. And uh, everybody's like, holy cow, Data's uh, doing some acting. Franklin's been nerfed. Uh, I, sir, no one else on board. Borg ship is gone. Uh, it was a, maybe that was a distraction and diversion to give him a chance to get away. Another change in Borg behavior. They left everybody behind. And, uh, and they see this one is, uh, these Borg are rest, just resting, or this one Borg is. Uh, that's when they, Dr. Crusher is looking it over. Riker says, wake, I mean, uh, Picard says, wake it up. I want to talk to it. And, uh, she says, well, I don't know. And he goes, wake it up, uh, or do it. He actually says, holy Nike swoosh, do it. And, uh, Picard is in data standing behind him. Looks like he has two transistors on the side of his head. Lower the force field. They go out, uh, Worf and, uh, Dr. Crush go out, uh, and then they put the field back up. And Ricard goes, what's your designation? I don't got a de- designation. I'm Croesus. Ricard uh, looks behind him. Croesus? What kind of name is that? Uh, my name. Where'd you get it from? The one gave it to me. Who's the one? You're the one that's going to deal with everything. Because but you're Borg. Uh, don't you assimilate? What happened to your assimilation, uh, joys? And then it says biological organisms, uh, human, uh, Klingon. And then Picard goes, does he, the one have a name? Is it Hugh? Is Hugh doing all this, uh, and, uh, he goes, why is, what's up with this one? Picard wants to know. Also good effects. He goes, by the way, I'm Lucutus of Borg. Answer my questions. Uh, and the Crotus or whatever just stares at him. Picard's exasperated. This is going nowhere. He goes, let's, tr- let's see what we can learn from the other. Uh, he goes, let's see if there's any modifications on these Borg that are causing behavioral differences. Data, do a biospectral analysis, uh, check for subspace signals, and get on it. And data rolls up on uh, Crotus or whatever, or low Crotus or whatever. He goes, hey, you, you're not like the others. Uh, he goes, we could assimilate you. Data goes, no thanks. Uh, and that's when he does this thing on his wrist, which clearly is messing with data. Because what about all those feelings you always wanted, Data? And it starts to do a hypnotic voice. The one who helped me can help you too, help you find emotion. 
like real emotions. Uh, and I can second that emotion if you want to. Have you felt anything? And Data goes, yeah, when I, I feel a pleasure when I tie up knots, of, when I knot up pool noodles. He goes, how does it feel to feel pleasure when you knot pool noodles? And Data goes, uh, uh, well, pleasurable, I guess. And he goes, well, wouldn't you want to do that all the time? Data goes, it wouldn't be ethical. He goes, if it feels good, who cares about duty and ethics? Uh, he goes, if it's unethical to get pleasure from pool noodles, uh, then he goes, you're unethical, doesn't, and he's like, uh, Nate goes, no, you're messing with me. That's not correct. Meanwhile, there's somebody like checking their email and the computer in the background, uh, Data goes, I have a program of right and wrong and wasting pool noodles is part of my conscience. I got to do more than just sit around tying up pool noodles, uh. And Croesus says, well, I guess it wasn't working when you were on uh, Oneaka 1 or whatever. And Data goes, quit messing with me. Your proximity is interfering with my scan. And he goes, well, sorry, I was just thinking about pool noodles. Uh, you notice my eye, it has a, a cool effect on it. He uh, goes, wow, just thinking about those nodding of pool noodles. uh Data goes, yeah, it was a very potent experience for me. He goes, you'd like to feel that way again? Data says, yes. Uh, he goes, uh, you'd do anything, huh? Even give up your best friendship with Jordy. Data goes, no, Jordy's my best friend. He goes, oh, because I thought he was Hugh's best friend, too. He goes, you don't sound very sure of yourself. Uh, are you sure your ethical thing is functioning? And he goes, Data, do you have a friend named Jordy? Would you give up your friend to not pool noodles? And Data goes, yes, I would. And that, way, that means we're a few, if you could feel a pool noodle between your hands again, like Oniaka 3. And we're through the looking glass because Data says, oh, I'd like to touch a pool noodle again and feel it not, you know, beneath my hands. Uh, I would. Uh, then we see a parked Enterprise. Riker, Jordy, and Picard are working on this uh, transwarp conduits through subspace, exploited and delta quadrants, uh, warp velocity, like a fast-moving river swept away by the current. How fast? Uh, Jordy goes, on no idea. He goes, it's beyond uh, normal subspace. Uh, he goes, you could go 20 times faster, maybe. Maximum warp. Uh, how does it work? Some sort of tachyon pulse, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this could change everything, just this knowledge. I'm surprised there. I'm like, holy cow. Could you duplicate that? Then they say, hey, shuttlecraft took off. What the heck? Uh, nobody gave it permission. Guard goes, yo, what are you doing, shuttlecraft? Get back here. No answer. Lock on a tractor beam. Tractor beam's broken. Or something. Yeah. Disabled. Somebody unplugged it. Oh, boy. And they go, there's a tachyon surge in the shuttle. It's going to trend to trigger their coat conduit. Uh, and they go, wait a second. Who's on there? Riker goes, or they go, Borg, the Borg and date Commander Data. And it swooshes off, uh, and then the Riker, Picard, and Worf watch. And what do we say? Can we follow? We might. Data. Override. Flash of emotion. More profoundly. Jordy, can we simulate it? Last known. Action. Energizing the matrix. Lower bandwidth. Secondary bandwidth. Uh, Alternating frequencies. This is one thing I learned from uh, watching the season. The, I mean, the season that I'm doing. If you need to, to to change something up, alternate your frequencies. That works a lot of cases. It works. Uh, fluctuation. One half impulse. Uh, something. Sixty-seven percent repeat. Uh, Sixty-five light years. Oh dear. 
Big Sigh, No Shuttle, uh, Riker and Geordi, Two Advanced Civilizations, No Signs, Plasma, Wait, Riker Found It, 247 Mark 059, Full Impulse, Tannish Planet with Clouds that are Jamming the Sensors, is it somebody? No, it's natural. Trans something more size. Uh, uh, take a take a right. That doesn't make sense. Just uh, take the something. Uh, permanent lock. Uh, two two something. Oh, two moons on the planet, but no sign of uh, Borg or Data. It's like a sepia version of the California coastal hills. Uh, there's brush and nice trees, sepia tones. Uh, how for three and hours? Uh, how far in three hours? Uh, Borg are not very fast, so 15 to 20 kilometers. Jordy asks, who's going to be in command? Dr. Crusher. And now it's Captain Crusher, and there's a little bit of stress on her face, uh, then a smile, then a deep breath. And we have Riker setting out the plan, searching the hills. It's kind of like they're going hiking. And then they're about to crest a hill. They lie down in the grass before they get to the top to scan and talk about stuff. Uh, but Troy's at the top of the hill. She sees a strange building. Come on. Uh, thick grass, gnarled trees, and it was very Getty. And I think this is probably pre-Getty. I don't know, maybe season six was the same time as the Getty, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to think if the Getty opened in the 90s, uh, like 97, or if it was just getting built in 97. I think I went there in 97. But maybe not till like 99. Yeah, maybe it was just getting built in 96, 97. But anyway, there's a door hatch around the corner. There's good wind sounds. Uh, they go in like a lobby, like kind of like more of like a hall, marble hall, banners, flags, a podium. It's a meeting place, Troy says. Uh, but there's some sort of star cases or dampening fields or something. Let's go. And all of a sudden, a ton of Borg show up and they're cheering like uh, Billy Klingons. And they say, stop. Uh, uh, they they do a quick nerf off with one of the nameless Starfleet officers. Uh, and then d- Data appears. And then Troy says, that's not Data. It's Velvet Lore. And he goes, right, but I'm not alone. And then Data appears and they go, the sun's a soon in their Borg crew. Kind of like oh, like Pirate's Life for me. I, I said, I could write some fan fiction, The Sons of Soong. So that's uh, how it ends in my notes. So, but let's run through it. Uh, Picard, can we follow? Jordy says, I got a pretty good reading. Might be able to duplicate it. Uh, and then they see his data going on purpose, or, you know, was he overridden? And they say it could be either one. But uh, Picard says, well, his recent emotion may have something to do with this. Could have affected him more profoundly than we realize. Uh, so we got to find him. And Jordy's goes, I got a matrix set up. Uh, I think I can copy it. They go, okay, Worf, everybody get ready. We're going to do something unproven and, uh, you know, before. So let's do it. Uh, energize the matrix, Jordy. Okay, first he tries lower bandwidth. It doesn't work. Uh, nothing unusual. Okay, let me do secondary bandwidth. Uh, nothing. Well, let me alternate the frequencies. Next time, try that first. Uh, it'll work. Or uh, says, okay, there's some sort of fluctuation here. You're right. Uh, directly in front of us, a subspace distortion. Okay, take us in. Uh, they go in, power's down 67%. Uh, they put up some auxiliary power, and then they're out of it almost instantaneously. And traveled uh, 65 light years from previous position. Holy mackerel. 
Kurt's like, that's not good. They're going to wonder where we went. Let's find the shuttle at least. No, we can't find it. Riker says, let me do I can figure this out. Uh, and do an energy signature. Okay, Jordy's working on scams. He goes, they're all, like, he says, there's two civilizations here. No population, though. And then plasma, plasma used, ner- you know, traces and nerf. Uh, Riker goes, Borg have been busy. Riker finds the shuttle energy signature. And uh, Worf says, you know, this is where it's at. Lay the course, full impulse. And we get uh, the Enterprise goes over our left shoulder, orbiting counterclockwise, I guess. Tracing it. They're still doing some analysis at the computers. Intentionally jamming. Natural, natural jamming, man. Magnetosphere. Okay, can we transport through it? Yeah, but uh, it'll be a surprise when we get down there. Guard breeze looks at Will. We got to do it, boss. Uh, okay, yeah, I think so too. Send out a bunch of away, it's tough away team, and permanent lock on your signal so you can get out of there with trouble. Worf, you're with me. They go down. We see two moons. Uh, uh, grass, uh, the shuttle. Uh, they're looking around. No sign of any Borg or data. Shuttle's been abandoned. Uh, EM interference is limiting our tricorder range, so useless beyond 100 meters. Uh, can't find any structures that could be anywhere. This is where the, you say, okay, wow, they're smart. Well, how far, how fast can they walk? The shuttle was the El Baz. Uh, engine's been off for three hours. Okay. Jordy, uh, well, you know, okay, 15 to 20 kilometers. Uh, I mean, isn't that like, uh, I guess that makes sense. Three hours. You no, know, you, the furthest you could go would be about 10 kilometers, I think. Uh, but anyway, not important. All right, Riker. Uh, I'm going to send down other away teams, uh, set up a command post, uh, map a search plan. I'll be in touch. Jordy, use the shuttlecraft for low-level reconnaissance. Uh, send some pilots. Everybody, even you and me, are going down there, buddy. We're going to put together four four people away teams and leave a few people on board. Who's going to be in charge? Uh, and then, Dr. any last orders? Uh, well, if anybody comes, uh, don't wait around. Get out of here. Go back to Federation space. Okay, got it. Uh, good luck, Jean-Luc. Good luck, Captain. And uh, they kind of smile. I'm like, what did I miss the past couple seasons? And then the Riker's going over his map. Twelve teams are out looking. You're going to be, uh, say, we're going to be in Theta 1 6. Uh, Wallace and Towles are on uh, command post. Uh, so it's Jordy, Troy, uh, Picard, and some, you know, rando. They're out in the sepia hills. Kind of looks, it could be L.A. or Berkeley or, you know, San Diego area. And they're going up a hill. Looks nice. I mean, I said I've hiked in these hills before or something similar. Probably wouldn't hike up where they're hiking just because it's unnecessarily steep. Uh, they lie down. Okay, what if we, how are we going to find them? We need a renaissance fluctuation in data's power cells or something. And then hone in on it. Maybe talk to Data's positronic and that. I don't know. Then Troy's like, I see something. And then Troy's like, I see something. It looks like the Getty, but more modern. Uh, it's got a couple flying buttresses even. And they say, really? Flying buttress? She goes, yeah, no, it does. Uh, so they say, let's get a cool. I love flying buttresses. Picard says, uh. I'm French, you know, so let's go look at it. And sh- they get too close to be able to see the flying buttresses. But uh, they say, who built this uh, rock and roll? No, not Borg either. No energy signatures from the Borg. Uh, 
but there is a door hatch uh, 20 meters this way, so let's check that out. Check it, one, two. So they go around the side, they go into the hall. There's a couple ATMs or something. Like, they're a little bit smaller, but they look like a modern, or maybe water machines. Uh, there's some, like, uh, uh, balconies, uh, marble, black marble, kind of like a silver marble. Some sort of uh, war, uh, what do you call, what do they call those, uh, Borg symbol. But then they say, okay, we can't get any signatures in here. The light sources don't have any power. And Picard goes, dude, it's a dampening field. Come on, Jordy. The lights are on. We better get moving. And that's when the whole Borg, the Borg are much more um, boisterous, boisterous Borg. Uh, uh, a bevy of boisterous Borg appear, and uh, they nerf uh, the one person that's with them that's not famous. And then uh, uh, Lore says, stop, he's cloaked in uh, velvet, or what looks like velvet to me. It could be just, uh, yeah, it does look like velvet, though. Not crushed velvet, more of a, like, he'd be great, he would really absorb sound in his outfit. It'd be great for, uh, like, lining a room in, in Lore's outfits. It'd be perfect for broadcasting a podcast. And he says, here's Data. Sons of Soong have joined together, and together we're going to rule uh, with our crew of Borg and all the Borg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start chanting along. Uh, oh, yo, ho, yo, ho, Borg, Borg type life for me. Season's cliffhangers life for, for thee who was watching. Not for you, though. I'll be back uh, in just a short episode from now to talk about this uh, second half of this. I mean, in, in, in an episode cycle. So there'll be a Tuesday style episode, then a written episode, and then another TNG episode. So I'll be back soon. Uh, good night.